Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 106 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In the next half hour of the show, we're going to hook up with uh, Hockey Hall of Famer Kevin Lowe, as well as Edmonton area businessman Bruno Mueller. Uh, 1.35 today, Reed Wilkins will slide by. Just before we go to Kevin, we're going to dip back in to the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I was, I was talking about Roger Staubach and mentioned as a kid, I had a Roger Staubach poster and a Guy Lafleur poster. A lot of you took this a different direction as to who you had posters for. Uh, obviously, lots of Wayne Gretzky's out there. A lot of you had Farrah Fawcett posters. Mark texts the show to say, Cheryl Teagues, Christy Brinkley, Farrah Fawcett, and Gilbert Perrault, the French Connection poster. Uh, that text comes to us. Jason from Sangudo, who has a unique sense of humor, said, Bob, I had a Golden Girls poster. I value experience and financial security. That one comes in. Different perspective, as I mentioned. With I, I don't know whether or not he had a poster. Maybe it was Jean Beliveau as a guy who grew up in La Chute, Quebec. But we welcome back to the show. Um, from the Oilers Entertainment Group, uh, former Edmonton Oilers General Manager, and now Hockey Hall of Famer, Kevin Lowe. Kevin, how are you? I'm very good stuff. Thanks. Uh, yeah, excited about the Christmas season and uh, hoping we can help out our Christmas girl. And, there, and we will. We're going to do that. As did, now, when you were growing up as a kid in Quebec, was there a, a player that you idolized, or was there? Did you have a poster of a kid? Or, or I mean, I, as a as a Quebec Rampart, I'm going to assume that uh, you know Jean Beliveau was a Quebec ace. Guy Lafleur was a Quebec Rampart. Is there anybody that you kind of looked up to? Jean Beliveau, without a doubt, uh, he was uh, he was such a class act. Uh, you know, all those years of hoisting the Stanley Cup in Montreal, and then of course afterwards, um, when uh, Guy Lafleur came in, I was I was probably I was a bantam hockey player by then, I think bantam or midget, and and there was a lot of fanfare there. But uh, Beliveau was was always my idol. I, I met Gordy, had the chance to meet Gordy Howe for an autograph. Uh, when I was real little, and of course, he was a bit of an idol, but but living so close to Montreal and the Canadians, it was Jean Bellow. And I know it meant the world for you guys to go in there as well. When you, of course, you beat the Canadians in the '81 playoffs, but you guys got absolutely jacked. I, I, Kevin, I still get pumped. The Oilers play great in Montreal. Every time the team goes there, they usually find a way to win. But there's just something about being there. It's an incredible city, isn't it? It's the hot dogs before the game, the Shane shows. Those are always, uh, Gretz was always good for two or three Shane shows before the game, and usually two or three goals. But, uh, yeah, no, it was exciting to go to Montreal. There was, you know, the the restaurants and the nightlife and, you know, great atmosphere in the building. It, it, you know, we grew up watching it, so it was a special place to be for sure. How long have you been involved with the Christmas Bureau for, Kevin? Uh, full 35-ish years, I think, Um 
been really fortunate to they keep asking me every year and uh, as long as they keep asking i'll stay on but it's a wonderful organization edmonton based been around for uh well going on uh 80 years and uh providing a you know a festive meal and and some help for the less fortunate during the christmas season when i first started 35 years ago we had a goal of about 600,000 to raise in the christmas season and this year it's 1.4 million so uh, you know, that's relative to the the size of the city now. And, I mean, you've always, you know, had a community spirit about you, but this is something that, uh, and you can check out the Christmas Bureau at christmasbureau.ca uh, for the Christmas Bureau of Edmonton. Th- this is something that, you know, Glenn say there was a, a big proponent of was getting you guys involved in charitable organizations, wasn't it? Yeah, no question. Right from the get-go, get involved in the community. And the reason for it was it got us out of our apartments and you know off the couch uh when we weren't playing and uh uh, not that you know that's that's all we did but really uh it was a way to get connected with the with the community uh and then the christmas bureau during the christmas season christmas always was special for our family still is and uh, then it's the stories and the people you meet the wonderful people over the years that have been volunteers and and organizers of of the christmas bureau and they work you know, with uh, Ched Santa's Anonymous as well, you know, helping to deliver toys. It's just, it's a, it's a massive network that puts together this, this cause every Christmas season. And, um, but again, more importantly, it's the people you hear from. And the nice thing, having been involved for so many years, now we actually have people that are capable of donating significantly that were at one point recipients of, of the need. And those are the stories that just really blow you away how they were, you know, worried about providing a, anything on the table for their kids, you know, single mother, single father. Uh, and then, of course, to get a gift at Christmas time uh, to be able to give to your kids that you didn't have the wherewithal, um, you know, that's what the Christmas Bureau does. So it's, you know, again, as I said, as long as they keep asking me, I'll, I'll stay on till I kick the bucket, I guess. Hockey Hall of Famer Kevin Lowe joining us. By the way, how does that sound, Hockey Hall of Famer Kevin Lowe? <laughs> oh, it, you know, it certainly helps. Uh, uh, I guess if it helps with the Christmas Bureau, uh, uh, but it's it's special. I look forward to 2021 when we can actually go through the ceremony in November of, of, of next year. Um, looking forward to it. Really just the outpouring from friends and family and, and even former or Hall of Famers themselves who I don't really know that, reached out uh, that was special to be connected to the game that way you played at a time in which the game was a little bit different the interpersonal relationships between players on teams was a little bit more distant frankly the hockey was more aggressive some would say more violent and nasty i loved all that how do you how did you go from you know playing that type of i mean your nickname was vish right like you 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 could get as ugly as any guy on the ice if need be you know we've said it once we'll say it a hundred times you didn't care if it was bob probert or bob Stoffer. you were going to cross check that guy in the front of the net and clear the guy out from in front of the goal how did you how did you sort of weigh being that player on the ice to to getting involved and and doing the charity stuff off like did you have to turn it on and off and were there moments Moments where, you know, you, you had, you know, deep reflection because you saw maybe the need that people had with something like the Christmas Bureau, and it really was a, was it ever a grounding force for you maybe during a difficult time? Well, luckily, it never came across any of the, uh, the opposition in Edmonton during <laughs> fundraising season, but, uh, 
No, I mean, it's it's no different today. The, you know, you, you're a professional athlete. You perform on the ice. You do whatever you, in my case, did whatever I could to win. I hated losing. And, um, and you know, part of the game uh, had a physical aspect to it. And in front of the net, I mean, I, I didn't, didn't fight very often, but I knew how to use my stick and defend, you know, within the, within the, the limits, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it was just, I guess I was a battler more than anything. I really, my nickname was Vish because I got a haircut that it made me look like Sid Vicious at one point. It really wasn't that I was that vicious. Right. Much, much tougher guys than me. But, um, you know, the, 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 the game, it, it's, it's a hard-nosed game now. I mean, even though it's not perhaps as dirty because the, you know, the two officials and they call it, it's, it takes lots of physical, physical stamina and, and the battle, the one-on-one battles for the puck is really what I admire about the game today. It's just that puck is so important, and it takes so much physical uh, exertion to, to, you know, to to hold on to the puck and stuff. I mean, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, they just do it so naturally, uh, you know, because of their skill level, but also they're super strong individuals, and and you know, they have the puck all the time because they can keep it because they're strong. You know, they have that internal strength to to be able to do that. Hey, uh, well, just before we get to talking a bit about Bruno here, uh, in, in the mid-'80s, you guys are playing L.A. This is before the Oilers-Kings rivalry took off. But Wayne was playing, and he got suckered by Dave Taylor and dropped by Dave Taylor. And I remember your former defense partner, Lee Fogelin. I love Lee Fogelin. I know he was such a tremendous leader for you guys. <laughs> he got, it was one of the few times I really saw him just like he, he wasn't stopping. Like he, and, and I just, is there any way you can speak to what he meant to your career and, uh, you know, sort of the leadership that he provided uh, your team uh, during the time in which he was a captain of the squad? Now, that guy was tough. <laughs> if you want to talk about tough, that guy was physically imposing when he needed to be, uh, had an incredibly high pain tolerance and um, was just a super class act. And, and you know, we'll, we'll all go to our graves, uh, uh, the players that played on the, the, that era of team that, you know, you know, there was Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messi and all these great players, but without the leadership of a guy like Lee Fogelin, you know, who knows what kind of careers we would have had. Um, he really set the barometer for all of us, and, and he was one tough guy. And, and the one that really stepped out for me was was um, uh, there was a tough guy. He's, a, he's an agent now from Western Canada, really tough uh, Dennis Polonich. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he was a really tough guy for his size. Dennis was playing for the, I think, the Red Wings at the time, and there was an article that he was going to shadow Wayne that night, and he was going to play it rough on him. And and so before the opening faceoff, before the referee, after the national anthems, before the referee could drop the puck, Fogey and I were on the blue line. Fogey skates in and stands in between Polo and and Wayne, and the referee's kind of like, "What the hell are you doing?" And and he, and he looks at Polo and he says, "If you touch him tonight." You, you and I are going to have big problems, and I've never seen anybody do. I always try to get George to do, George LaRock to do that, but he thought I was crazy by by suggesting something like that. But uh, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, uh, yeah, Lee was uh, he was quietly the sheriff. 
Yeah, uh, for the listeners that don't know, Dennis Plonich broke Ray Bork's jaw in a fight in uh, Bork's rookie season. We're joined by Kevin Lowe. Kevin, you got to have uh, for groups like the Christmas Bureau. They need they need supporters. I know that uh, we're going to have Bruno Mueller coming on here from Karen Transportation, uh, who's uh, who's obviously been a huge supporter of the Oilers over the years, but also involved in community initiatives as well. So many people uh, stop. Uh, and he could, I could go on. We could go on for hours talking about all the, you know, the the people we're fortunate to have living and working in and around Edmonton that support all the causes. Um, uh, actually, and before I go on further, it's pronounced Muller, and uh, there's a funny hockey story behind that. Uh, it, I it, thought he's it, Swiss. Isn't it, Mueller? It, is he not it, Swiss? He is Swiss, but we, everybody was having problems. Uh, you know with the pronunciation and when he first came to Canada he was a big Montreal Canadiens fan and and uh and then over time Kirk Muller spelt the same way he was playing for the Canadiens so he just decided to change the pronunciation to Muller so uh there you go anyhow um yeah we we, we need all the Christmas Bureau this year of course don't need to say it it's it's a tough year for everyone with the pandemic and and the economy the way it is and um and so no surprise that the bureau is scrambling to get um uh, donations this year we, we we've lost a lot of our um annual donation capabilities like the denton's breakfast for instance would bring in you know many thousand dollars and the windspear and the edmonton symphony orchestra always held a sing-along that raised money and 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 so um you know we're really we're really reaching out to people uh we're about 43% of our goal and a little worried that we're going to reach it. Uh, they're, they're really, the easiest way is just to go to christmasbureau.ca and it, it can walk to, to any level of donation. You know, $30 uh, sponsors a senior. Um, and, and, and that's been the biggest uh, jump in, in probably the last decade is uh, seniors. Um, seniors need, um, you know, a lot of times the people are, a little embarrassed to talk to their family or whatever, so a little helping hand at, at, at Christmas time goes a long way, and it, and it goes all the way down to where a hundred dollar donation can help sponsor a family of five. Uh, and there, there's so many creative businesses and you know and restaurants around town that are running promotions that are donating um, to the Christmas Bureau, which is fantastic because everybody had to get creative. You know, Cookies by George, for instance, I'm a chocolate chip cookie fan. The, they'll donate, and the Sorrentino's Restaurant Group are always so helpful. Uh, Chris LaChance at Century Hospitality. Uh, even uh, Jason Strudwick's uh, wife, Sean, and his sister, Tara, at Yo Mama, are donating uh, a percentage uh, to the Christmas Bureau. So, Really uh, want people to, um, if they can and they got a little extra or can think about the needy at, at Christmas time, uh, uh, the Christmas Bureau of Edmonton uh, could really use their support. Kevin, great stuff. We're going to hook up here at Bruno, okay? Uh, absolutely. Thanks for your time. Oh, you bet. That's Kevin Lowe, Hockey Hall of Famer. And one guy that's uh, probably pretty pumped up about that is our next guest from Karen Transportation, and that is Bruno Muller. I, I, Bruno, all these years I thought you were a Mueller, you know, like Peter Mueller, the hockey player, and it's 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 Mueller. I did not know that, so now I know. All because of Kirk Mueller, is that right? 
That is correct, sir. How you doing, Bob? Good, Bruno. How you doing, man? I, I, we, uh, for the listeners that are uh, unaware, uh, Bruno has a company in town, and we see him on. Usually, you make it for a road trip once a year. Uh, just, just tell me why it's important for uh, companies, uh, even during these. I'm sure your company has uh, taken a bit of a hit here during these challenging times. But why it's still important for people to get involved and support organizations like the Christmas Bureau. Well, uh, you know, uh, we've we've been doing it for years. Uh, I was always one that uh, thought that uh, having a full belly at Christmas time is uh, almost a priority and affects all ages uh, versus just a gift donation. So we made a choice as an organization to uh, support the Christmas Bureau, and that connection came uh, many years ago, 20, 25 years ago. And then when I got involved, as you know, I was honored to be uh, asked to be on the board of directors for the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation and they had even a bigger role to play with the Christmas Bureau really supporting them in a big way so uh, as an organization um, we always gave out hampers to our uh, employees uh, and that ended up being a logistical nightmare after a while because of course hampers usually have perishables in them and trying to get them delivered to our western Canada to our different terminals almost cost us more than the actual value of the hampers so we decided to go with gift cards and uh, and my HR department uh, thought it'd be a good idea to give employees the option of donating the gift card back and and then we we agreed as an executive to uh, basically double up if they did uh, uh, send their gift card back to us we doubled it up and we sent those funds to the Christmas Bureau every year and certainly right now things are a little tougher and uh, so many times we make a choice to kind of uh, top it up a little bit as well. But personally, I, the Christmas Bureau has always been, for me, it, I always had a big problem with uh, too much administration, too much money that's being donated going to admin in one way, shape, or another. And I know that the Christmas Bureau runs as clean as it gets, or as, you know, as, as lean as it gets. And uh, so consequently, we've... Uh, decided to go down that path and it's been very rewarding we're joined right now by bruno muller joining us uh from karen transportation uh and bruno is an edmonton area business guy uh talking a bit about uh, contributing to to charitable organizations and obviously kevin's been a big believer in that and got you know that's something that stemmed all the way back to the days of glenn sather and the current uh, you know group of players is involved in, in that as well i, I just want to ask you a question i mean are you missing how much you missing the nhl right now bruno well, I'm missing it a lot. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I happened to just move downtown in, into the legends above the JW, and that was obviously part of the program to be able to go over and enjoy hockey. Uh, uh, we've been supporting the team for many years, and uh, hey, I, no doubt about it, I'm one of those guys that's hoping we get back to business here sooner than later, for sure. Uh, can you appreciate that that's a sentiment that's held by the entire province? I mean, I have, I don't, I don't know the specifics of everybody's individual business out there, but look, uh, it was already tough in Alberta before the pandemic hit, and uh, it's going to be a, a challenge to work our way out of it. Uh, it it's, it's certainly something that is, uh, I, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of hard to fathom, isn't it, Bruno, in a sense of when you think maybe back to six or seven years ago to where we're at right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure what angle you're coming from there, Bob. I mean, if you're talking about, uh, 
you know, are we looking forward to, like, obviously right now there's no cost factor because the Oilers are not playing. And, right. And in today's economy, uh, the cost factor is definitely going to be an issue. But I'll tell you, in our case, uh, took a bit of a different approach. We've, we've been a supporter and, and had some fairly decent seats or, and I guess even have a suite uh, at the Oilers for 25 years, 30 years or whatever. But realistically, the reason we took that direction is uh, is that um, we love to invite employees, their families, to Oil Kings games, to concerts, the all-inclusive package, if you want to call it that. Not just It's not just about the orders. It's about the whole package, certainly if you have some of the premium seating. And uh, in, in our world... Because we, ha- it's all about employees. It's all about rewarding employees for doing a good job. So to be honest, we tend to use that package more for employees than we do customers. So uh, we we have employees here that love to support the All Kings. Uh, you know, then, then you talk about charitable things. Uh, you have the teddy bear toss, and of course, there's many other functions that go through those venues. But uh, for us, um, looking forward to it, obviously, again, uh, uh, with business the way it is, you need to be able to make sure it makes sense and, uh, and, and hope that it still makes sense when we come out the other end here. But right now, uh, we've had great success managing our assets, meaning that package, that sweet package uh, you know, for our customers and for we give away some games for charity uh, instead of cash we basically uh get, give an in-kind gift and they can do with that what they want and it, it works well for us bruno it's great having you on uh again the christmas bureau it's a wonderful thing to be involved with you make a, a terrific point about the uh, limited uh, overhead costs and the fact that the money goes to the actual charity uh i'm uh, obviously it's terrific having you on the show and uh uh in concert with kevin lowe and we'll touch base down the road okay yeah, he's a hard act to follow, isn't he? Like, he really is. I, we, I, I, I didn't know if I liked that or not, but Merry Christmas to everyone. All your listeners, happy holidays. All right, that is Bruno Muller. And speaking of Muller, because this is how we roll on Oilers now. It is time. It is time. And christmasbureau.ca is the website again. But at this moment, we are going to get to... Oilers Now Trivia for Greta Global Street Food. Greta Bar, eat, drink, and play. Oh, Brendan Escott, what, oh, what are we going to play for? Well, when Greta Bar opens back up on 109th Street here in Edmonton, you're playing for a $50 uh, game voucher for all those big arcade-style games they've got. Here we go. Uh, Kirk Muller has a son-in-law currently in the Edmonton Oilers organization. Who is that player? Kirk Muller currently has a son-in-law in the Edmonton Oilers organization. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. Uh, he's in the organization. He's not on an NHL deal. He was last year or in the last couple of years, but he is a member of the Bakersfield Condors. Who is that player? 780-496-0063. That is our River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Kevin Lowe is our Oilers Now headliner today, brought to you by Touchback Safety. Stay safe on the job while saving time and money with the all-new blended learning courses from Touchback Safety. Discover your safety training solutions today at touchbacksafety.com. We're up against the break. It's 128 at Edmonton. Reed Wilkins coming up after global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.